what is up everyone welcome merry christmas happy new year we got a very special episode this morning i'm excited to be here uh, i'm going to be going live here in just a few seconds actually with joshua from sons of god ministries um, so i hope you guys are having a beautiful day we're going to talk about the universal christ mass and I'm very excited about that. Um, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful episode. So thank you guys for joining today. Let's see if Joshua is on. There he is. All right, I invited him. He should be jumping on. Second. What's, What's up? going on, man? Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas to you, man. You're freaking backdrop looks awesome you got i'm representing that. everything now so we got wiseman we got the star i've got the hunter's hat on here for all my texas people got the oh. santa shirt on so man we're nice. like <laughs> well i'm wearing what i wear every single day which is this this black spider jacket so perfect perfect for me so <sighs> well merry christmas man thanks for joining this morning yeah, Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Merry yeah. Christmas. I was Dude. thinking today about the Universal Christ Mass. Why did wise men come? You know, I was reading this story, and I'd, I'd love to just get your spin on it. Um, I'm reading the, the book right now called The Revelation of the Magi. Uh, it's 1,700-year-old text. Um, I cannot say that I agree with everything in it. It's very much a mix of mythologies different magic traditions as well as biblical and Hebrew uh, lore. So it's really weird, uh, mm -hmm. but there's some really cool stuff in there, specifically the star illuminated not the Christ child in this story, but a cave of knowledge that led them to the Christ, which uh -huh. is really, really interesting. So, And I know we've talked a lot about that. So yeah. um, the, cool. the gnosis of the Christ. So The uh, knowing the yes. gnosis yep Absolutely. amen uh well do you want to say a prayer for us before we get going here and welcome everybody yeah yeah absolutely uh -huh. absolutely everyone thank you for being here with us this christmas morning this christ mass morning um you know the thing is we're not gonna be like hey uh, we don't celebrate christmas that's evil that's no that's that's what baby christians do all right they sit there and they condemn people for celebrating holidays and different things. All right. We're not like that. We're getting together as brothers and sisters in Christ. The Lord said, where two or more gathered, I am in the midst. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Amen. let's go ahead and jump into the Lord's prayer. It's funny that you wanted me to say the Lord's prayer, by the way. <laughs> I was praying to the Lord the other night and I heard the Holy Spirit say to me on earth as it is in heaven. Ooh, all right so nice <laughs> let's go ahead and jump into it though all right so god the father in the name of jesus lord we come to you right now asking you to help us lord we already know that we're forgiven we thank you for this day lord god we know it's not the day that you were born lord we know it's not the day that uh, mother mary had you lord but father we celebrate it in reverence and honor of you lord god but we don't just celebrate this day in honor of you we celebrate every single day because this is a relationship with you father lord as you said to your disciples our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread forgive us of our debts as we forgive those who trespass against us Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. For thine is the kingdom, the glory, and the power forever and ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Oh, welcome, everybody. Wow, we got a lot of people jumping on this morning. Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you. For oh, man, oh, man. So, yes, this is, this is going to be... An amazing live, you guys. Cub and I, we didn't even talk. We're just going to let the Holy Spirit work. Absolutely. We decided to do this last night, so that was 
I told you this morning, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we, we talked about it. We didn't have a commitment last night, but we talked about it. And this morning, Josh texted me. And we're like, let's do it. So, yeah. so welcome. And uh, you guys may have noticed I posted something over on my Facebook. And I, it's gotten a lot of a lot of people commenting and liking and sharing. And, and thank you guys for that. But I think... And I want to say specifically for me, I don't like to put words in anybody's mouth, but specifically for me, I posted to all the light bearers, light workers, prophets, psychics, seers, readers, healers, energy workers, yogis, witches, wizards, indigos, star seeds, and anyone who has witnessed the magic of God within you. By whatever you def define yourself or identify with, all good gifts come from the Lord of hosts. And I want to remind everyone that this morning whatever that star is in your life that woke you up to the living Christ within you, to the power within you, to the very salvation that pours through you into the world. Welcome. Yeah. Merry Christmas for all traditions, all walks of life, faith, orientations. You're welcome here. And this really is a universal celebration of the Christ Mass. So, welcome. Amen, Amen brother. Jesus didn't just come to the Jews. He actually, you know, when you really think about it, when he said, I go not but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, he was not saying that he was going to people that were lost because of their uh, identity. He was going to them because they were lost because they didn't know who they were worshiping. Amen. Amen. <laughs> yep. So that's why when he sent his disciples out two by two and they went to go cast demons out. Mm -hmm. That's why he said, if they don't accept you, shake the dust off of your feet. What a lot of people don't realize is that dust was a contamination from fleshly doctrine mm. that they were to shake off their feet. Because remember, Yahweh created man out of dust in Genesis 2-7. The true father, according to John 1-1, said in the beginning was the word. Mm. So it's through wor the word that their universe came into creation. Whereas with Yahweh, he has to use dirt in order to create. Mm. Wow. That's, that's deep. That's deep, yeah. man. And I want to address something. I went to several church services last night. I didn't get home till almost three in the morning. Uh, we went to like, I went with my family to our Calvary church service. And then I went with my wife and her family to, Catholic church service at midnight and that was several hours long and so I got a lot of church last night but one of the cool things that I heard um, through that was that uh, Christ has been born into this world and one of the things that I was reminded is that he's continually being birthed through us like we have an opportunity to birth the Christ child right now through us and like what did Mary Mary received the Holy Spirit and became pregnant with the Christ child. And guys, I don't know about y'all, but that happens with us every day. Like, we yep. receive the Holy Spirit, we become with the child, with us. I mean, like, all of this is so deep and esoteric when you get into it. Oh. We can look at it all literally, but you get just deeper into it, and there's just so much, so many layers, and... So I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on that. And, and what is the role of the Holy Spirit in this time? Specifically, you know, the, the origin of the Holy Spirit coming from traditions where it was a feminine spirit, a mother spirit, even, even Mother Mary representing the Holy Spirit in that, you know, bearing the Christ child. Really, really interesting. So, Yeah, yeah, no, that definitely, Cub. Um, so basically the Lord Jesus... You see, the Holy Spirit, according to Stephen in the book of Acts, chapter mm. 7, when he was before the religious leaders and he was telling them about the history of uh, from Genesis going forward all the way through Moses and, and everyone, he actually says that you have always been stubborn to receive the Holy Spirit. Mm. So what is that letting us know right there? That's letting us know right there that the Holy Spirit was given in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Even John the Baptist received the Holy Spirit. Okay, mm -hmm. But the fullness of the Spirit wasn't poured out until Jesus Christ. That's when the fullness came. Mm -hmm. 
okay. of the Spirit. That's okay. why Elijah said to his protege, Elisha, that if you see me going up in a whirlwind, you will receive a double portion of the Holy Spirit. Oh. Okay. <laughs> right? Wow. So there's there's these different portions of the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit with us mm-hmm. is completely changed things. Jesus mm-hmm. completely changed the ballgame because it's God within now and a mm-hmm. fullness of the measure. We can do anything. The word that he spoke, how he spoke creation into existence. Mm-hmm. We can speak things to into existence now as if though they weren't, so they shall be. Amen. So, Amen. That Holy Spirit that we have now, it's God literally living within us. It's the living divine deity living within us. And most people don't realize this and they don't understand, but we are gods. You see, we are attached to the uh, to Christ. Christ is attached to the Father and the Christ is attached within us. So it's it's a unity it's the body of Messiah. It's the body of Christ all as one. Mm-hmm. So. Amen. Amen. And I want you guys to think too, what did, what did Christ really come to do? We have traditions, we have masses, we have uh, services, we have odes, we have readings, we have plays, we have pageants. And yep. What is it all really saying? Sure do. Did, did he come so that we could create little porcelain figurines and put them on the dash or put them up on the mantle. You know, is it about the person of him or is it about the entity, the energy, the spirit of him within you? Like, how is he manifest in the world today? And that's my biggest question uh, that I love answering in my life. And And one of the things I love about our community here is it's just such a universal, you know, we're we're not about like all these letters of the doctrine and the tradition, it's like we just all come together and we're all trying to bear the Christ in the world. And I love that about you guys. And and I love that about Josh. And uh, I mean, who gets to sit here on Christmas morning? Come on guys. Like, I mean, this is talk about Jesus. Absolutely. This is the coolest job in the world. I just, I'm so thankful that I get to do this, that I get to do this with Joshua. And so Josh, for you, what like, what are you feeling this morning? Uh, I mean, I had my prayer time this morning. I watched the geese fly over mm-hmm. and I was just reminded of like all creation singing glory. And we know we live in a 3d physical matrix. Like we, you hear all that on TikTok, mm-hmm. but it's like through that is the energy and the intelligence and the divine mind of God coming through. Like we have the flesh creation, but yeah. behind that veil is a spiritual energetic quantum whatever you want to call it creation and there's a lot of different names for it but i'd love to know what your your thoughts are on that oh yeah most definitely so god the living divine deity flows throughout every single thing on this earth you see this is why paul said in romans chapter 8 that creation groaneth for the manifestation of the sons of the living god Mm. the living divine deity We have the power within us right now. Pastors will not say this, but we have the power within us right now that we could flip this world upside down. And guess what? Think about this. I was telling Melissa Leaf from Truth That Travels this earlier. Out of 8 billion people on the earth, there's only going to be 144,000. And I did the math on this. It's very slim amount. It's a very slim number, all right? But if 144,000 can flip the world upside down with 8 billion people on it, then guess what? That has to be the miraculous power of the living divine deity. Absolutely. Within man, Mm -hmm. the Christ within. Mm -hmm. Now, this world that we live in, it's assimilation, it's a hologram, whatever you want to call it. Because the archons of this world have manipulated it. Some people may say, oh, you can't be talking about archons. That's Gnosticism right there. Well, uh, go to Jesus's words. You're going to see that he talks about the archons, the Demiurge, the Pleroma, Sophia. Mm -hmm. He talks about all these things. They're right there. But Mm -hmm. you have to go into the Greek language in order to see it. Okay? 
Absolutely. Not made prevalent. But Jesus even <laughs> talks about how there was a God of this world and he was going to be casted out. Yep. So what we have is it's not that the flesh is evil. Listen to me when I say this. It's not that the flesh is evil in the sense that, um, oh, I, I need to go ahead and beat my body into submission. No, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. It has to be the Christ within you that puts your flesh into submission. Mm -hmm. This is why before Christ came, this Yahweh, he was the God of the flesh. You even said it right there. It talks about how he is the God of the flesh. But it's not that the flesh is evil. What it is, is, is that the flesh has to be put into submission. Mm -hmm. Without the Christ, the flesh is evil. Yep. With the Christ, the flesh can be deadly to the God of this world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jesus did. That's why when Jesus resurrected, he resurrected with a flesh and bone body. Not flesh and blood, flesh and bone. Mm -hmm. So... What ends up happening is this. At the Mount of Transfiguration, there has been people that have asked me this, especially on uh, YouTube comments, that when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, Moses was there and Elijah was there, or Elias. Mm -hmm. why, why were they both there if Moses was worshiping Satan? Because Moses was just performing his job. He was performing the enactment to for uh, mankind to evolve into the Christ. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is why when Peter saw Moses, Jesus, and Elijah, he said, he said, Lord, let, let us make three tabernacles for them. And then the father speaks out of heaven. He says, no. He mm. says, hear my beloved son. This is in whom I am well pleased. And then they didn't see Elijah or Moses anymore. All they saw was Jesus, the Christ. Because the two witnesses through the flesh of Moses and through the spirit of Elijah, because remember, Elijah went up into a whirlwind. Mm -hmm. They united and they became the Christ body, which was wow. Jesus. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's man. See, and, and guys, the more we study and the more we dig into this, Christ was not just fulfilling Hebrew traditions or the Jewish law. I mean, he was... He fulfilled years and eons of traditions and practices and all of these things. Everyone trying to find and achieve and return to God. We've talked yep. about the Tower of Babel. It's all within him. And that the deeper, deeper message is not so that you will try to have the right image of Jesus in your life, but that you will have the right energy, the right within, the right uh, access to Christ within you. And somebody asked, what is the Christ yep. within? And the Christ within is the spark of divine light within every single human being on this planet. Yep. Uh, it is there ready to awaken. Some people find it through yoga. Some people find it through church. Some people find it um, when they have a horrible accident. Some people find it um, just by getting done with all the, all the BS, you know, um, that was kind of where I actually finally found it. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with all the stuff and all the doctrine and the dogma. And I'm tired of this. And I don't care where I find you, God. I just want to know you authentically. I want to understand who Christ is. Man, when I prayed that prayer in 2020, my life started flipping upside down and flash forward to 2022, started having these blasphemous thoughts in the shower about maybe God in the Old Testament isn't the Father that Christ speaks of. Because one of the things I want to do for you guys today, too, is just reveal to you who your authentic Father is. When you have daddy issues, it's really hard to go through life. Like, we all have enough daddy issues with our fleshly fathers, or whether we know them or not, or they're here or they're not. There's enough of that going around, and when you're trying yep. to reconcile Christ and the Christ within you with this flesh God of the Old Testament, you got like you got to go back to ancient aliens theories here, guys. Like, go watch mm -hmm. that show on the History Channel. Just binge it, and and you will start to see. And you go, man, our cultures, our societies. There's no way people built this with their own hands. Something, yeah. some gods, some angels, some something 
was helping, prodding, maybe even manipulating humanity. And we've got to understand these angelic beings are, they can transmit themselves in spirit. They can be in their physical bodies. They can be within our realm. They're supposed to be managing the beauty and the fractal mind of God. And not all of them have stuck to that oath, we understand from a lot of traditions. You know, one thing I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get myself away from using the word God. Because mm. you, you want me to tell you what God is an acronym for? Yeah, go ahead. Great old dragon. Oh, not, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The Because God, the word God, was mm-hmm. actually inserted into the Bible from the word Godon or Wodon or Odon or sure. Odon. Yeah, yeah. So what ended up happening is, is that if you notice... In the New Testament, the name Yahweh is never there. Mm-hmm. It's the name Theos. Theos right, is right. It actually comes from the name Zeus. Theos. Oh, okay. This is why Zeus was the high father. Okay. Mm-hmm. So basically, what what ends up happening is this: is that when you look at the Old Testament, you have the Most High El Elyon, which gave the Melchizedek order the priesthood of Melchizedek, and then you have Yahweh, which is the God of the Levitical order. Okay. Now what's really interesting. If you look in the new Testament, when Jesus is born, because we're talking about the birth of Christ. Mm -hmm. If you notice something in Luke chapter one, it talks about how Jesus is the son, not of Yahweh, but of the most high. Oh, awesome. awesome. The most high is that I've got it pulled up right here. Luke um, chapter one. I believe it's uh, a little bit later. It, that chapter is like 70 verses or yeah, something. I know. <laughs> so I'll keep looking cool. for it. Keep going. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it talks about how he's the son of the most high. The most high is El Elyon. It's mm-hmm. not Yahweh. You see, we know that because in Deuteronomy 32, 8 and 9, it talks about how El Elyon gave an inheritance to all the sons. Okay? And when they gave that inheritance to all the sons, Yahweh's portion was Jacob, his people. And all scholars agree that Yahweh and El Elyon were two different deities. Mm -hmm. But what happened was, is with Yahweh, especially as... um, as the Hebrews came into the Canaanite lands, they started mingling their religions together and El Elyon started becoming uh, Yahweh and Yahweh was a mixture of El and Baal. Okay. Got it. Got it. So this is why they call him good and evil because El is the most high and he's the good father. And then Baal did some pretty wicked things, and he was evil. This is why when it comes to Yahweh in Isaiah 45, 7, it talks about how Yahweh is a God of good and evil. Mm -hmm. All right? Mm -hmm. Because they mixed the two pantheons together. Because originally, the Bible that we had was a polytheistic book. It was in the days of King Josiah Mm -hmm. that the Bible became monotheistic. It was talking about multiple gods mm-hmm. way back when. So, absolutely. And I found the verse here. It's verse 29 um, in Luke chapter 1. It says, uh, But when she saw him, talking about the angel here, Mary seeing the angel, when she saw him, she was greatly troubled at the saying and considered what kind of salutation this might be. The angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son. And shall uh, name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. Mm. And it doesn't say God in that. It just says Son of the Most High. But remember, Christ came to make us sons and daughters of the Most High, too. Like, I love that that full circle. <laughs> Man, uh, it's deep. It's, it's, deep. it's amazing. It's, yeah. it's amazing because if you look in there, even when um, Legion comes to him in Mark 5, mm-hmm. and he's in the land of the Gadareans, he says, what have you come to do with us, Jesus, Son of the Most High? Mm-hmm. 
He calls him. You can see this most high being used. Even when Stephen is getting ready to be stoned before the Sanhedrin, Mm -hmm. what ends up happening in Acts chapter seven, verse 43, he talks to the, uh, to the religious leaders. And he says that you have taken the tabernacle of Moloch. All right, let's put it this way. Moloch is actually, it's not bad. Like people think. Okay. The word Moloch comes from the word Melech. Melech means king. Oh, okay. So when it was talking about Melchizedek or the tabernacle of Moloch, you got to remember that the original Hebrew language didn't have vowels. Mm-hmm. So all it really said was M-L-C-H. So you couldn't get Melech or Moloch either out of either one of those. Yep. Because yep. when it was talking about the tabernacle of Moloch, that was the true tabernacle. But what gotcha. they did was they supplanted it by using the star of Remphan. The star of Remphan is actually the six-pointed star that Israel uses today. It is not the star of David. That is is the star of Remphan. Okay. So that's the reason why it's six points. It has six triangles within it and six sides. That is the 666, in other words. Ah, gotcha. That is the mark of the beast. The mark Exodus 13, 16 and Revelation 13, 16. They both talk about the exact same thing. Gotcha. And it's both the mark. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, crazy stuff. I went off. That brings us to Revelation 12. I want to read this real quick, guys, because like try to understand. And I think one of the things we talk a lot about here. This is all astral theology, too. If you've never heard the term astral theology, it's the mm-hmm. signs in the heavens. Remember, you were, ter- you were told not to divine, not to you know look to the stars, things like that. Well, what God was telling you not to do that, okay? Because the true story is being written in the stars. It's written on your heart. It's written within you. It's written in the stars. It's written everywhere. And this says in Revelation 12, a great sign was seen in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and on her head, a crown of 12 stars. She was with child and cried out in pain, laboring to give birth. Another sign was seen in heaven. Behold, a great red dragon having seven heads, 10 horns, and on his head, seven crowns. His tail drew one third of the stars of the sky and threw them to the earth. Yep. Um, That's interesting because when you look at it, um, that woman and the stars, that is Israel. Mm -hmm. But what people don't realize is that Israel doesn't make up uh, the Hebrew Israelites or maybe these Ashkenazis over in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. It makes every single person on the face of this earth. Absolutely. Because we've already talked about this, how the northern tribes were actually taken, the ten northern tribes were taken, and they mingled their seed with the Gentiles. Mm-hmm. All right? This is why when Jesus came, people try to say that, oh, Jesus went to the chosen people. He was born of the chosen. No, he wasn't. Right. What it was is they were the ones that were worshiping Satan. Mm-hmm. They were worshiping the devil the most. Yep. Their temple was made out of shekels. Their temple was literally made out of money. Mm -hmm. That's pretty important to understand because Jesus says you either serve the living divine deity or mammon. Absolutely. Okay. Now it goes one way or the other. You can't Mm -hmm. have both in other words. Well, and they were literally buying their salvation. I mean, they're bringing even back to the time of the ancient Israelites, they're bringing gold and silver and sacrifices. And I mean, this thing is literally built on, you know, everybody talks about the beast system. It's a political, it's a religious, and it is a monetary economic system. And we forget that. Like it's, it's, it's all of those things combined and the true believers step outside of that and say, I want the spirit of God. I want the spirit of Christ. I want to understand this on an esoteric level. And that's what I love about what we're doing here. Cause I've got a lot of comments right now and I love you guys, but quit taking everything. So literally Josh is not saying that sacred geometry is the devil. Okay. Sacred geometry is the fingerprint of God. It is the yeah. cymatics and the sounds around you. Okay. And the Merkabah that he's talking about, 
he is not saying that if you've ever had one of those on your wall, you're going to hell. Okay, that is like <laughs> you're already think in about, hell. That is the divine feminine and the divine masculine. It's the dagger and the cup. Okay, you put that together, and that's where you get that star of David. But think about how people twist it and how they use it. Okay, like you can use yep. a cross for evil things. You can. Well, it was used for evil things. I mean, think about all the symbolism. It is, and and I talked about this yesterday. This is really interesting um because i was reading something that paul wrote and it was um about testing the spirits okay do you guys even know where that comes from okay uh the rosicrucian uh tradition talked about um manifesting literal spirits that you are literally a co-creator with god and you are birthing elemental spirits around you if you've ever walked into someone's house who's a hoarder who has a bunch of crap sitting around who is stewing in their own just, you know, filth and anxiety and fear, you feel a spirit, okay? Even some people are in touch enough with the the spirit world that they can literally see spirits around people. And I'm telling you guys, this is not that far off, and I'm not saying this is literally the truth, but there is something about the energies we're birthing around us and what we're manifesting. And by the way, those energies or spirits, whatever you want to call them, can tell us things and that's why paul is saying test the spirits because we're everyone uh, when josh walks into a room he's bringing a spirit with him when i walk into a room an energy a quantum or whatever you want to call it by the way all of that has an intelligence so you can call it an intelligent spirit um just think about that and like think about what paul was saying think about what christ is saying how all of this is connected and why it's so important to understand that we're not saying any of this stuff literally like the symbol that you wear around your neck is not going to mark you it's what's Mm -hmm. on your mind and it's what's with your actions that all goes back to the ancient yogas the four yogas too with the ancient ancient indian tradition way pre-christian was your actions your thoughts your emotions and your energies or your spirits okay that was a whole nother set of yogas so just just to answer like 90 comments here that are asking about these literal things. I hope that helps. So, yep, yep. Um, you know, it's it's funny that you bring up about the elemental spirits mm. because even in Colossians chapter two, when Paul was talking about um, do not succumb to the temptations of uh, angels, mm. and mm-hmm. he's talking about elemental spirits there. Well, what's interesting about elemental spirits? Elemental spirits make up fire, earth, water, air. Okay. Absolutely. That's actually what the Tetragrammaton is about, the YHVH or mm-hmm. the YHWH. Mm-hmm. It's about fire, air, earth, and water. That is the four corners of the earth mm-hmm. that make up the physical substance that has been brought together by the archons. Absolutely. So when Jesus told his disciples to actually go from city to town and preach the gospel, and anyone that doesn't hear it, go ahead and shake the dust off of your feet. Mm-hmm. He was telling them, to, telling them to shake off the elemental spirits because they were already under their feet. It wasn't a literal thing that they had to shake their feet. He was getting at the point, don't let any of that doctrine, any of that fleshly doctrine yep. contaminate Absolutely. your thoughts, your thinking patterns. Because there's something outside of that that is the truth of reality. And you know, I study a lot of the ancient magic traditions, and one of the things about alchemy like the ancient alchemic traditions within self is you're combining all four of those elements and birthing a brand new quantum element out of that. And there is something completely outside of those things. And a lot of people get really caught up in, uh, there's literally a new Disney plus show right now. That's about the Shiva and it's about combining. And I, mm-hmm. I meant to send this to you. It's combining those four elements into the Shiva element, the quantum, the explosive energy that is within all of our cells, by the way, and you don't need to go through that path of the old law and the flesh to access it. Christ is literally the key to that in you, that Christ consciousness, the energy of Christ is the key to that explosive energy of the cosmos of God, source, father within you. And I think that that's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because when Jesus even said, I and my father are one, what he was getting at is that you have neither seen him nor never heard him. Mm-hmm. 
Because first off, Moses in the Old Testament in Numbers chapter 33, verse 11, or Exodus 33, 11, it actually says that Moses talked to Yahweh face to face as someone with their friend. Okay. Mm -hmm. But in John 5, 37, 38, Jesus mm -hmm. says, no one has ever seen God. Yep. Matter of fact, they have never even heard his voice. Absolutely. So what's, what's going on here? What Jesus was saying. Jesus was saying that the father, he's not this person that sits on a literal throne. Yes. He was the consciousness of this earth and Jesus was the vessel that he indwelled. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Dude. Yep. This is why when Jesus talked to the Pharisees in Matthew nine about how they, they came to him and, and they said, uh, you know what, uh, John's disciples, they fast and they they pray and stuff. And our disciples fast. But why aren't your disciples fasting? He was like, you cannot put old wine into new bottles or new wine into old bottles because they'll burst. Okay. Yep. Yep. Jesus was not just talking about literal bottles. Do you know what? I got this revelation the other day. Take this to the Lord. Everyone here. Think about this. What Jesus was talking about when he said new wine in the new bottles, he was talking about him being that vessel with the new doctrine that was in him. Ooh. He did not come to bring a old doctrine. This is why in Mark chapter one, when he's standing before the synagogue, mm -hmm. the people actually say to him, they're like, what manner of, of thinking is this? He's speaking a new doctrine mm -hmm. because they never heard it before. It was a doctrine they never even knew. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Got, and, and I got a, I just had a little download here. I'm, I'm a pretty deep in the spiritual communities here. And we talk about star seeds. We hear about uh, upgrade of humanity, 5D, DNA, consciousness, all that stuff. And guys, think about what Josh just said. Okay, it's a new vessel, a new man, a new evolution, a new create. It's literally an upgrade in humanity. And you guys that are practicing all of this stuff and you're contacting Christ daily within you and you say, I feel like I've been upgraded. I feel different. I look different. Like it because you are okay. And you're, you're not going to hear this in church. And I want to say that again for everyone in the back. You will not hear this in church. Okay. It doesn't mean that your pastors don't love you. They are literally trained away from this. And the whole construct of the modern church that we have is made to keep you in dis-ease, okay? Yep. It's, it's because they don't it, – it was built from the beginning so that you keep going back because Christ said you don't need to go back to this well. Nope. Once it's within you, it will pour out of you. And tell me where that's happening. Tell me what church in the country or the world that's happening in because people keep going back. And if that's really happening, then they don't have to go back. Amen. Amen. Oh, my goodness, dude. This is so freaking amazing. <laughs> I, dude, I'm, I'm reading the Gospel of Mark right now. Okay. And I'm breaking it down. I'm like in Mark chapter 7 right now. It's it's unbelievable because I'm getting revelations I've never had before. And I've awesome. I've read I've read the gospels probably over a hundred times. All right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But now I'm getting revelations I've never even seen before. And I'm seeing what Jesus was talking about, this new doctrine that he came to bring. Mm -hmm. It literally says it right in there. And someone said something right in the comments. It was Heidi. Heidi, mm -hmm. um, she said Jesus came to fulfill the law. He came to fill the law. So that makes me think about the wedding of Cana mm -hmm. when Jesus took six water pots that were full of purifying um, water for mm -hmm. the Jews. He takes some and he turns it around and makes it wine. This was that new wine that was being talked about. Wow. But get this. Why was it six? Oh my God. The number six is the number of man. He was coming yeah. to fill man with a new wine, a wine that would overflow him. Dude, wow. That's okay. Now we're on to something here, guys. <laughs> Think about that. Think about that for a second. 
what I just said about the upgrade, the new man, the new humanity, new earth, 5D. You guys hear these concepts going around from a lot of the new age channels, but they don't quite get the fullness of it. And Josh and I are bringing the fullness of that. Well, God, <laughs> the father's bringing that through us. Yeah. Like it's, it, it's not us. I'll, I'll tell you that. This is, yep. I can talk a lot, but, but these downloads are coming from source. I'll tell you that. But think about that. It is. It's a new humanity, okay? The son of man, humanity. Jesus, he is us, okay? He's filling us. We're the vessel, the the jars of clay. You remember that band from the yep. 90s, Jars yeah, of Clay? Yep. We're the jars of clay. Fashion. Love song for a savior. Absolutely. It's a great, it's a great song. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yep. I'm so, up. Yep. I'm up on it. I'm hip. <laughs> you are yeah absolutely <laughs> no well, oh man I, I, i'm actually a musician so i play guitar and awesome i've awesome. been doing that for about 14 15 years i nice i pretty much know all music and that new guardians yeah. of the galaxy trailer that just came out for volume oh, it, it um it has that song called in the meantime yes deep. i've had that repeat like yeah because that song even right there that has some esoteric meaning to it if you actually listen to the lyrics yep so yeah it, i downloaded it and the guy that wrote that song meant it that way it was about his his search for god outside of all of the constructs like his yeah amazing man yeah i literally the day that came out i went oh my gosh what is this song and i went and downloaded it and you guys that are in my mythos community I dropped it in the community because I was like, you've got to vibe on this. Like, this is deep. And man, I, yeah, that, and actually that whole band, the the whole album is really good. Like there's a lot of depth to it. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're talking about symbolism guys. I mean, it's everywhere. I mean, for those with eyes to see and ears to hear, here's the deal. You're going to see, you can look at the same symbol. And if you're looking at it with eyes of flesh, if you're looking at it in the yeah. 3D for the spiritual Great. community, it's going to mean something different yeah. than in the 5D or the spiritual matrix. So, yeah, yeah. Give me one minute, man. All right. Yeah. One minute. Go okay. Ahead, go, go, go ahead and keep on talking. All okay. Right? Sounds good. You know, I can do that. So, yeah, go uh, ahead. I know you can, brother. Here, I'm going to answer some questions here, guys. So, um, let's see. If I can get the questions here this morning. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. Rob asks, how do I get the recording of this? So it's going to be on YouTube. It'll be on my YouTube as well as Joshua's YouTube. Um, Joshua's at Sons of God Ministries and I'm at Cub Cooker. Uh, we're both on YouTube. We're both on Anchor, Spotify, Apple. You can grab the restream on all of those. Share with your friends and family. Mm -hmm um let's see truth that travels what's up my friend says yes i love revelations happening here and in me i'll rewatch later for more downloads awesome uh thank you truth that travels uh the joy of the lord laura says absolutely um let's see jason was on jason had a comment if i can find it uh comments are small when you dual stream just so you guys know uh normally i can make them really big but uh, when I do this with Josh like this, uh, they get really, really little. So um, let's see. Lots of mixed comments this morning. I mean, I'm loving that, guys. I, you know, that's, I think, what we're, we're trying to do here. Just open you guys, your mind up, get you to think. So uh, Pretty Purpose says, love this. Keep teaching. Thank you, Pretty Purpose. I really appreciate that um okay. let's see any other questions okay josh is back yay yeah yeah all right so i that revelation that just came about the six water pots being that 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 was pretty crazy because that's letting you know it's a new creation christ was doing mm -hmm. absolutely but notice how oh my lord Note, notice how the water pots, the six water pots, they're stone pots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's stone. It's a representation of the flesh. Mm -hmm. The water is on the inside of man. Mm -hmm. It's on the inside. Mm -hmm. So the only way the change can occur, it can occur from the outside. Notice how Christ only changed the water within the pot. He didn't change the outside of the flesh. 
as well. Mm, that's good. Yep. What the stone was, he only changed what the water was inside the stone. That's good. That's good. So he only came to change what was inside man. Wow. This yep. is why when Judas betrayed Jesus or when the Jews wanted a military and political Messiah, Jesus said, my kingdom was not of this world. Absolutely. It was of yep. the spirit. My God, I'm getting a revelation right now with this man, just as we're talking. On that, think about how many Christmas songs, because I went to two services last night and heard all different gambits of Christmas songs. So many of our traditional songs are talking about Jesus as savior of the world, delivering people from slavery. Like you and I get that esoterically, but they were literally looking for that in the physical. And a lot of these Christmas songs are written out of that tradition of that. He was delivering people. He was actually rescuing people. There was one I heard last night where it was talking about that, it, that he caused people to put their swords down. Like, I mean, just th that's what they were looking for. They were looking for a warrior savior to come and physically change everything. But he came and he changed it from the inside out. Like, yeah. And, and even the bridegroom at that was like at, at the wedding at Cana was like, you know, what is this? Normally you serve the good wine up front, but you've saved it for now. Why have you saved it for now? You know, and, and so that's even deeper, too, because it's like they had been in the time of the old wine, which and if you look up wine in the Old Testament, every time wine and Yahweh are tied together, it is his wrath pouring out of the cup. He mm -hmm. says, my wine is a bitter cup. The vengeance and the anger pours forth from me to my people like amen. It, it's a new wine, guys. It's it's a brand new wine. It's not a transformed from one wine to another or a reconciling one wine with another. He's literally telling you, hey, take this one and put it over here, and I'm going to fill you with this one. This is this is also why um, uh, scientists and um, people have actually talked about how our body is made up of 75% water mm -hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Or it might be more. I'm not too sure, but I'm getting a revelation right now. This is why the it has to happen within the inside of man. And Jesus even said that that um, your belly shall flow with ri rivers of living water. John 7, 38. So he did this on the day of. Um, what was it? Tabernacle? It wasn't tabernacles. Might have been. Pentecost. Mm -hmm. Forget which friggin' day it was that he did this, but he did it on a specific feast day. It was in John chapter 7. Maybe someone can help me with this. But this revelation could go for a straight hour. Like things are bubbling in my mind right now with this. But literally, Christ came to make us a new creation. All right. He came to show us who we are because the archons or the demiurge of this world were keeping us down. Mm -hmm. but here's here's something that's interesting about this, you guys. The Demiurge, the Archons, the Fallen Angels, all these things, mm -hmm. it's not that they're just this evil bunch of entities. They are here to teach us in which the things we suffer, because Paul even mm -hmm. said the law was a schoolmaster. Mm -hmm. This is why... In the transfiguration, like we already said, Moses was there with Jesus and Elijah. Reason being, because Moses was just doing a job. All right? Mm -hmm. So if Moses was just doing a job, Moses actually took what he knew, because he knew the mysteries. Mm -hmm. He knew the mysteries in the mystery schools, mm -hmm. but he had to veil them because the people weren't ready for him. Mm -hmm. Okay? So what this is telling me is this is that it wasn't until Jesus came that he brought the truth. Of course, we know that because John 1.17 says that Moses brought the law, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. why did they add in truth there into the words of Jesus? Grace and truth through Christ? Hmm. Because that meant there was falsehood in the Old Testament. Okay. Guys, it's all there. Y'all that are arguing in the comments right now, um, 
saying we've been deceived, everything we've been taught is wrong, and that we need to pray about this. Guys, we have. We've struggled with this a lot, okay? This is this is birthed out of the struggle. This is birthed out of uh, a lot of wrestling with our own faith here. So um, it's all there. Like, all you have to do is go open it up and read it without someone telling you what it means because the mind that seeks will see exactly what we're talking about. You don't have to be trained on this. You don't have to be a scholar. You don't have to go to school for this. Nope. If you just have the eyes to see and ears to hear and an authentic heart approaching it, you're literally going to see what we're talking about. But then anyone else that's trained in this is going to tell you, no, 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 this is how it connects. So it's literally reversed of what you're you're saying right now in the comments. Just I had to answer that because I get that a lot, and I'm going to get that after this post too. So, so one thing I, I do want to make mention of, because there's there's it looks like there's a couple atheists in here mm-hmm. in sure. in the group. Um, I do want to let you know this that in the Babylonian, I'm, I'm going to prove that Jesus existed. Okay, I'm going to prove that Jesus was a real man. He existed. It's not a work of fiction, like people think. This is real life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is why there's a struggle within mankind to wake up. Mm-hmm. And this is why the mainstream media has kept it from the public. Because in actuality, the entire mainstream, I'm not being racist here. It's owned by Jews. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, it's owned by the people that actually hated Jesus Christ and put him on a cross. Well, let, let me let me stop there and not say that it's owned by that, those people or that tradition. It is owned by the God of this world. And you can look at who serves the God of this world, Yahweh, that you know him, the dragon, the beast. Okay, Yahweh is literally described as the beast in Revelation is described. Exact same. I will be as a bear that is protecting her cubs. The beast in Revelation is described as a bear, the same feet, the same, uh, the leopard, all of those descriptions. You guys, this is not against any people. This is not against any tradition because we've all been been there. We've all done that. It's really about the entity that we're talking about right now. Revelation 2.9 and 3.9 talks about how the synagogue of Satan Mm -hmm. is actually where the Jews are, but... Mm -hmm. It's not a people group. It's the elite. Okay. Yes, absolutely. So absolutely. if you want to say that, oh, we're a bunch yep. of anti-Semitics, you better go yep. read the book of Revelation and absolutely. see it for yourself. All right. Because yep. if you're a believer in the Bible, you better go read what's going on here. All right. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case and everything is owned by these elite, okay, and they keep it within the family, don't you think that they would try to keep it in the family that Christ wasn't a real man? This is the entire point of this, that Jesus was born and we are actually talking about his birth here on this holy day. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a fictional work. Mm-hmm. In the Babylonian Talmud, you had a man, according to the rabbis, named Jesus, son of Pandera. Mm-hmm. Jesus, son of Pandera, was known as the son of the father. This man went around and he performed miracles. They called him a witch. They said that he was a witch, that he would actually incant spells and and different things. They said his mother, Mary, was a whore. All right. Mm -hmm. They said right now he's burning in his own pile of excrement. They put this right in the Babylonian Talmud. All right. This is right there in their own books. Now, what's interesting about this man, though? Jesus, son of Pandera, the only reason why people don't believe it was Jesus, the son of God, written about in the Gospels, is because this Jesus, son of Pandera, was 46 years back from Jesus, the son of God, that has been told to us that Mm. was born between 4 BC and 4 AD. Mm. He actually goes back 46 years. What ended up happening here? The elite moved the timeline. They actually manipulated it. They twisted it. I'm going to tell you why. Because there's an actual historical event that happened in 46 BC Mm -hmm. where there was an astrological alignment that happened between Jupiter and Saturn. Wow. And this astrological alignment is written about by the Babylonians, 
by the Chinese people, by the Assyrians, and by multiple groups. It happened in 46 BC, you guys. What they did was they manipulated the timeline so bad that the actual astrologic alignment happened in 46 BC. And the one that the Pharisees were talking about, Jesus, son of Pandera, Mm -hmm. was Jesus, the son of the father or our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. So you're saying literally less. Let me make sure I get this right. Less than 50 years difference. And it can change the whole narrative. What did I say the other day when I was on with Josh, guys? All you do is you take a message that's dialed up to 11 and it's rocking hard and you dial it back to nine. That's all you do. You don't turn it off. You don't try to get rid of it. You just dial it back to nine. You just mess with it, what, 46 years of the timeline. We're not talking 400 or 4,000. Nope. Talking 46 years, guys. I believe it's Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. It talks about how the Antichrist beast system will actually change the laws and the times. Yep. Okay? So what better way to change the laws and the times than to make you think that Jesus was just this fictional figure, Mm -hmm. when in actual reality he was a true man that lived, that did exactly what he said he was going to do, and then he brought us into the fold. Yep. It's amazing. Absolutely. It's the it's the greatest story of all time. Jesus was the most badass figure to ever live on the face of this earth. And Amen. you need to have the knowledge in order to understand it. That word knowledge comes from the word Gnostic. And what they have tried to do is they've been trying to tell you that the Gnostics were heretics. You're damn straight they were. All yep. a heretic was was someone that thought outside of the box. They were a rebel. A Gnostic is a knowledge seeker. Jesus even told you in Luke 11, verse 52, that the religious leaders were going to take the key of knowledge or the key of gnosis, and they were going to hide it from you. Amen. Yep. And you guys look up the true definition of gnosis, okay? Because we've gotten heretic, we've gotten blasphemy, we've gotten all the comments. Love you guys. You're welcome here. Thank you. Um, we, we're used to it. So just keep coming back to the well and I promise you guys will start to see what we're talking about. But here's the deal. The word happen. gnosis is not just, it's not what you've been told. It's not, it's always just translated as knowledge. Okay. I know a lot of knowledgeable people who don't have gnosis. And what it really is, is if you look at the actual Greek translation of it, it is the alchemy of knowledge and wisdom together. It is feminine, masculine together. In the Bible, knowledge, the father gives knowledge, and the mother gives the comfort and the receiving, the wisdom. And it even says in the book of Enoch that her wisdom is set in the moon, and it is a curse for those who do not have her and a blessing for those who do. Why is that important? Because the mother of wisdom, okay, why are, why is it called a lunatic, lunatic, okay? Those mm-hmm. that are driven mad in the full moon, or if you feel like, oh, everything's, oh, I'm so anxious, or the kids are acting out, or the dogs are acting weird, it's if you quiet yourself and you receive with that feminine, then that moon is a huge blessing. How many people love the full moon? I've struggled with it until I went, wait a minute. This message, that gnosis is feminine and masculine. It's both. It's the alchemy of wisdom and knowledge together. And that, that is a huge, huge revelation that I've been having lately. Because gnosis is the one thing that our modern society couldn't give two craps about. I'm just going to be really honest. It's either knowledge or it's wisdom because somehow you're old and you've lived through a lot and you have wisdom. That's not at all what it is, guys. This is a spiritual interaction here. Someday I'll tell you guys about these maps behind me. These are yeah. old mi- mi- Middle Eastern maps. Um, oh, awesome. These these actually came from my grandpa. And uh, oh, wow. the truth that we're speaking about right now, my grandpa was on to this truth back in the 1990s. That's awesome, man. And um, let, let's put it this way. He knew things were manipulated by the churches. He knew that things were actually, um, it was all about indoctrination. Yep. And uh, he had one of the puzzle pieces to this. And I'm going to tell you this much. Um, the keys of David that Jesus holds 
in the book of Revelation, Mm -hmm. it's very important to understand those keys. Because remember, in Psalm 110, David was of the order of Melchizedek. Okay? So the keys that David holds, or the key of the offspring of David, which was Christ, those keys will unlock the door to the gnosis or the knowledge. Remember, Mm -hmm. there's only a couple times Jesus talks about keys in the Gospels. Mm -hmm. And the keys are finally used within the book of Revelation. Those keys are talking about gnosis. It's talking about knowledge. That's why we're gaining this knowledge here in these times. Because what was hid will be revealed in these end times that we're living in at the end of this age. Mm -hmm. Okay? And one thing about it, the only way we're going to gain insight and knowledge into this kingdom, it's not going to be through cover eye. Mm -hmm. It's going to be by you going into your secret closet. You don't have to believe what we have to say. Mm-hmm. For all you know, we could we could be cult members. All right. <laughs> I'm not saying that no. we are, but right. what, what I'm saying is this: yeah. don't trust any man. Trust the Holy Spirit. Go study it out for yourself. Go yeah. see if we're telling you the truth. Yep. Because guess what? You got a lot of bullshitters here on TikTok. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of bullshitters on social media. Yep. What we're saying is this: don't trust us, don't lean upon our understanding. Mm-hmm. Go ask the Father in a secret place that if what mm-hmm. we're telling you is the truth. Amen. Okay? Amen. And where is that secret place, guys? Do you need to to convert a closet and soundproof it? I mean, you can, but that secret place really is within you. Go on a walk. Go into nature. Turn your phone off. Turn yep. us off after this. You yep. know. But, yep. but seriously, guys, like this is Josh and I did not find this out by just going and hacking the keys and doing all the research. Like our biggest insights come when we are quiet. The traditions of meditation and quieting yourself, prayer and meditation. Yep. Um, Christ taught not to pray in so many words, but to to uh, show up to God with just a conversation and then to receive from him. It's that, that balance and that dance. And that's, and and I love what you said, Josh, that's right. Because there's a lot of people online right now. And I see a lot of confusion in the comments. Oh yeah. Coming against anybody here. We are all one people guys. Okay. I don't care what color you are, what race, what religion, seriously, we're all one love. Okay. And we're here for you, but don't trust what we're saying. Do your own D Y O R do your own research and do your own seeking within. So you guys will find the answers. What does it say in revelation? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He stands there and he knocks guys. I think you froze up there, Josh. Sorry. All right. Am I good now? You're good now. You're back now. You're back now. Okay. Do you have anything else for everyone before we jump off? Guys, I, I want to let you know, like, like I said, this is to set you free. This is to let you know that our God is a God of righteousness, but he's not a God of placing you under a curse. He's not a God of, of, of taking you and, um, Saying, oh, you you didn't believe what I did, so uh, now I'm going to condemn you. No, the Bible doesn't say that. It says, he that believeth on the Son is not condemned, and he that believeth not is condemned already. Jesus is not condemning you. You're already condemned under a curse. Okay? So, Jesus is not a wrathful God. He's not a God of light and darkness. Mm -hmm. Jesus came into the world as the light of the world, to extinguish the God of darkness. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just understand this, that Jesus loves you. He wants a relationship with you. And most of all, he was a real man that died on the cross for you and me so that we could see freedom and light because he is the first born among many brethren. And we are there right along with him. And we will wake up and this world will be transformed by the testimony of what we teach.
Amen. Amen. Jesus is the ultimate light worker, guys. Somebody's speaking out against light workers in the comments saying they're occult. Yeah, they're occult. They're hidden. They've got the gnosis. Yeah, they're new age because it's a new age. Like, you guys need to rethink all of this stuff that you've been mm -hmm. told. This isn't Hollywood here, guys. We're a bunch of dudes on, on TikTok right now. I mean, come on. Don't don't knock it till you try it. Jesus really is the ultimate light worker. He said he came when he's in the world. He is the light of the world. Yep. Amen, brother. Amen. Um, you guys go hit up Josh's website, sonsofgodministries.org. Please consider giving him a donation today. Hit up my website at cubcooker.com, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Consider joining my Mythos community. That's how you can directly support what I'm doing. We do need your support. I'm not ashamed to ask anymore. I really don't care. I'm going to 10X this all the way. I'm <laughs> going to continue my mission here. And the only way we can keep doing that is because of you guys. Okay, we're not here begging. You guys that know you love what we're doing and want to support it, you know. We don't have to, we don't have to beg you. You yep. know where to go hit us up. We love that. And these platforms, I've gotten flags and bands and shadows and all kinds of BS in the last several weeks. You can't make the platforms happy, and you cannot trust that these platforms will keep showing our content to you. So yep. if you want to continue to see us and support us and be a part of what we're doing, I know Josh has some really cool stuff coming after the first of the year. Um, yep. I won't announce that for him, but you know, just pay attention to what he's talking about. He's going to have other ways you guys can support what he's doing. So, yep, um, guys, uh, if if you guys want to come to the Facebook discussion group, we got a lot of good stuff there. It's more intimate. It's going to be getting more intimate because I'm going to be creating a group with the help of Cub with some stuff. But mm -hmm. I got to get through the next couple of weeks. The the Lord's really pruning me on some stuff and. I'm really seeking answers. I've been having some dreams and visions. So I've been asking him for some dreams and visions on, on his will on some things. And he's been delivering. Let's put it that way. Amen. Um, basically, you guys can check out the YouTube. I have an anchor platform for a podcast. I'm going to put the new video, not a new video, but a video going back to the Tower of, of L in the 70 on uh, anchor today. I got I to gotta get that updated a little bit more. But if you guys don't want to see our ugly faces, just just go to the Anchor Podcast, all right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, guys, I, I pray that this has been a blessing. I truly do. And remember, Absolutely. the king is born. Amen. He's not a fictional character. Mm -hmm. He was a true man, and we yeah. can walk in that power as well. He said, greater works you will do than I have even done. Amen. So, well, we love you guys, everyone from, from the haters and trolls to the non-believers, to the believers, to our community members. We just wanted to bring a universal Christ mass to everyone this morning. And Josh, thank you for joining with us. Seriously, this has been, <laughs> I knew we needed some fire this morning. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's cold in the country right now, so let's start the fire. So, amen, brother. Yeah. Love you, brother. Amen. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas, my friend. Merry Christmas, brother. Bless you. Bless you. Y'all have a wonderful day, and we will see you. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday. So Wednesday, absolutely, uh, at our normal time. So all right. Amen, brother. See you guys. Thanks, Bless my friend. Bless you, brother.